Good morning, you FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Phil Kufadakis, the president of Baker Brothers. Phil, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. Good morning. I want to talk to you about how you've reacted to the necessary conversions to move away from the Stainmaster brand. But first, let's cover a couple of background things. You've got seven stores in the Arizona, primarily Phoenix area. Baker Brothers has been around since 1945. Obviously, you haven't been there the whole time. You spent time at Shaw and World and Stanton before you got on the retail side. You sell better-end goods. Matter of fact, as a result of the fact that you focus on better-end goods, you were a Stainmaster Flooring Center, right? That's correct. Not only were we a Stainmaster Flooring Center, we were the first Stainmaster Flooring Center in the country. All right, there you go. Let's also talk about business. How's business doing? Yeah, business has been great, man. I mean, we're, we're experiencing what everybody else is. It's a solid environment for business, and people are spending money, and homes are selling and remodeling, and so it's been a good last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Can you quantify, say, I mean, are you up 15 to 20%, or can you tell us that? Oh, yeah, I, I would say that every bit of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you're converting from being a Stainmaster Flooring Center, the first thing you have to do, it's been edicted. The brand was sold to Lowe's, and you were given an X number of days, and then you can't sell that brand anymore. There's short-term and long-term decisions you have to make. The short-term ones is how do you get your samples relabeled, and how do you take down the signage? How have you managed that? Well, listen, I mean, taking down the signage is easy. We just yank it off the displays and move on. But the reality of it is, is we've had a tremendous communication with our vendor partners, and they have done a phenomenal job of really executing both on a timeline, speed, product, rebranding, all of those things that has really helped move this in a positive direction. I think we're definitely going to hit the August 31st date, and a lot of that is thanks to them and their efforts and their forethought to get this done sooner rather than later. So they come in, depending on whose products you've got in there, the brands that are affected are Shaw in their Anderson Tuftex category. Correct. You've got Phoenix. You've got mm-hmm. Dixie Group. Mm-hmm. Any, anybody else affected? Well, those are the, probably the three biggest okay. ones of all. Th- those probably represent 85 to 95% of the total product assortment in the Stainmaster Flooring Center. So their reps come in and they help you change, which is basically just putting a new sticker on the back of the sample, and you keep selling those same products. But here's the complicated part. In the last couple, three weeks, Invista has basically signaled that they're probably moving somewhere else as far as where they're going to sell their polymer. And so they've raised prices. So now those products that are being sold that you've got there on your shelf, they're more expensive. So what are you doing long term as far as making sure that you've got products that that aren't being elevated in price? You know, well, it's so interesting. You would have anticipated with them getting out of the industry and the, uh, and the branding part of the business that they would have lowered their price of their fiber. Yep. Instead, they went the complete other way and basically thumbed their nose at everybody and said, hey, this is what it is, and see you later, have a nice day. But with that said, they make a great fiber that makes a great product. Yeah. And so in the end, competitive pricing is going to be super important. Yeah. But also high-quality, high-style product is probably the most important thing. Right. I mean, without good-looking products, we've got a sea of sameness, and we always say we'd much prefer to sell filet than sell chopped meat. All right, so there's several options you can do. Obviously, you don't make carpet, so those three companies we mentioned earlier are busy working on styling products. Um, But there's another factor, I guess, to consider now that I've talked to all three of those players. You've got RSAs out there that have been trained over time that uh, potentially a nylon 6.6 might be a better performing product. So there's only, I think, when the dust settles, going to be one supplier 
that's going to sell nylon 6.6. Will that be a factor as you move forward? You know, listen, it's always a factor because it does create the highest quality product. But I think that really the, the mills and, and really, you know, in this particular case, Tuftex and Phoenix are going to be the ones who are going to make some determinations there, especially on these pet products, yeah. which is where the solution died and 6.6 came in. And yeah. so I think in the end, again, for us, High style, high quality product will trump everything, Mm -hmm. but we do want to make sure that we've got a story to tell to the customer and and give them a reason why to sell these great looking products. Mm -hmm. Now, I know Dixie's out there with their own little system called their Premier Flooring Centers. Are Are you going down that path? Yeah, our overarching strategy on the Stainmaster Flooring Center section was to partner with the vendors, really the three people we're talking about, Tuftex, Phoenix, and the Dixie Group primarily, not to leave out others, to, to partner with them to get warranties in line with what the Stainmaster warranties were. Mm-hmm. And then the NFA is working on an overarching umbrella branding. So the PFC for the Dixie Group will fit inside of that for us. I see. Another thing to ask, a company like Baker Brothers probably doesn't do a complete reset of their showroom very frequently. That's a major overhaul. But this does create a catalyst for you to consider, you know, changing exactly how you've laid out your stores. You've got seven of them. So in the last 20 years, carpet has lost share and hard surfaces gained share. So while all this is going on, are you going to change the proportions of your showroom that you use in each of those two areas? Yeah, I think that's an accurate statement, Kent, but it's something that we've already begun to do and have done through the years as the business continues to shift. You want to have the right proportion of products for customers. I think also it does give us an advantage to have the 27 by 18 samples of carpet in our showroom, which is something that most people aren't doing today. When you get involved in really the level of product and pattern that's showing today in the carpet business, it's really hard to see it off little swatches only. So we, we take that as an advantage. But inside of that product assortment on the carpet side now, and we've got a wide range of opportunities to include some products that historically we may not have included because it was, let's call it, Stainmaster-centric. And so now, great-looking products, regardless of their fiber content, yeah. as long as they meet the criteria for performance and warranty, they can slide right in there. So we, we anticipate that we will actually, in the end, have a better-looking assortment, even though we, we feel like we've got the best-looking assortment already. But there are definitely some products that have been left behind because they didn't fit into the, the pod, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There's uh, one last question. Uh, as we think about the fact that this whole Stainmaster brand, with all of the things that it brought you, I mean, they helped offset your costs when it comes to promote, when it comes to warranty systems, when it comes to the fact there's this brand that the consumer's aware of, and they want you to keep it, so they incentivize you through programs. Do you think there'll be a gap there? You know, I think that the incentive through the years has diminished. The value of that brand through the years had diminished. Might there be some short-term gapping? Sure, I guess, at the end of the day. But ultimately, for us, the brand is Baker Brothers. The brand for, you know, all of the high-quality retailers across the country is their own brand. And, you know, while it's a little bit painful and it's a little bit time-consuming over the last few months to deal with this after 30 years of doing it one way, the reality of it is it's just time to move on. It was a good program. It, it, It had legs for a long time. It really diminished significantly over the last few years and so it's time to move on and lesson learned which is hey you know what promote your own brand don't rely on somebody else's brand because unless you own that brand you have no guarantees over the long haul yeah that's right okay phil thanks so much for telling us what's going on out there i know there's a lot of people been scratching their head about what they're going to do next again been talking to phil kufadakis the president of baker brothers in the phoenix area and you've been listening to kempar and floridaily.net <laughs>